All right, so welcome to our first episode of Whim of the Week. Um, hmm, I was trying to think of how we introduce ourselves, either as our real names or like our online personas. Oh, jeez, yeah, <laughs> well, that's a good point. Um, well, well, I guess we can just go with our real names. Yeah, so I'm TJ. I'm Ryan. And basically, we created this podcast because we both kind of get in and out of things very quickly. Uh, and my wife had termed this whim of the week, uh, which typically means that it costs money, <laughs> <laughs> which the wives are not too happy about. But, but this one's free. Yeah, exactly. And there actually are a lot of whims that are free. Um, some of them might be freemium. Some of them might be research-based. Normally, it just means they're something that I go deep on. I can't, like, surface-level try something. Gotta go hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And we're going to talk about some of those things. Yep. So we have, like, different categories, uh, just general win of the week. Uh, so that's the first one that we'll roll into. So you're up first. All right. Um, so as you know, I gave you some of uh, the links to look over some of this stuff this week for our uh, local Pogo community. I was designing a map um, for the reporting of research. Um, and that goes into the whole research aspect of the game. Um now I tried to work on an app to do that, to, to, to you know, to, to tie the map into an app so it'd be easier to click, but me and TJ talked about it and it was just a little bit easier to attach it to uh, the website for our community. So we're gonna work on that. Um, not all that difficult. I mean, at first, just looking at it and reading the directions, it was kind of like, you know, it's like, well, what the hell do you do here? But yeah. uh, we, I mean, after kind of going through it, taking my time, I mean, it was pretty simple to figure out. Um, yeah. Wasn't well, you're just hard. getting into coding now. Right. Right. So it's kind of like go, delving into that area a little bit. Um, but uh, was a lot of it like deep coding or was it like not really yeah. I mean uh, the majority of it was tying up so like these directions in particular you basically just had to tie a Google Doc uh-huh. uh, to I'm blanking out right now uh, a spreadsheet some sort of database yeah. too right yeah, yeah. So, so it got tied so the, the Google Doc got tied to the spreadsheet and the spreadsheet was tied to another form uh, that basically wrote the code for you all you had to do was uh like tie it all in. Yeah. Um, so that's basically, you know, that's, that's all we really had to do was just tie it all together and then create the map and, and how it functioned. Um, I do still have some technical issues that I'm still getting emails about every hour. I tried to set it up where you could, it would sync every 24 hours and erase the old quest at 12 a.m. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I used one. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, it's syncing every hour. Oh, gotcha. So, so now I'm getting the, the hourly emails, but we're working on it. It's a, it's a win. Just a little bit, yeah, a little bit of work to do, and then we can kind of just turn it loose to the community. And that's basically what and, and not think about it. And that's what we're waiting for, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Let them do it. Yeah, and who knows what that could turn into, you know, if people like it. It could turn into raid reporting, um, maybe spawn reporting. The problem with spawn reporting is if you've ever seen any, like, community-based spawn reporting, they're all like, yeah, there's a Mewtwo everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we just got to we gotta kind of work on it. You know, as we know, if, if you don't play the game, it's kind of tough because uh, some of these people are just... Flat out lazy. Yes. <laughs> so they don't like to use the tools you give them. Exactly. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I, I spent uh, probably 20 hours building a nest reporting functionality that nobody used. 
And uh, I mean, the benefit is the people who actually cared about it already knew about the Silk Road's nest reporting. So they ended up, they used that anyways. And, And I wasn't trying to like beat them out. It was more to kind of like get people into the idea that nests are a thing. Well, it's localization. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. but again, you can't help mm-hmm. people or creatures that have it. Yeah. No, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. So thanks for that. So my um, my general win this week is that um, my Samsung S8 Plus was a little worse for wear <laughs> speaking of pogo and tripping and um smashing it on the front and the back it's the kind of the downside of building phones that have a glass on the front and the back means that both can shatter um and yeah exactly and i was literally slicing my finger on it and i'm just i've never really been a fan of cases and um to, it was my own detriment it was why i've cracked every phone and um it just was getting to the point where it was not like oh, it would no. just freeze up. That thing was ridiculous. Yeah, and so I would. I told Tabs, I'm like, look, I'm thinking I'm gonna have to get a new phone soon. Maybe I should get it before vacation. And I had been hyped about Motorola and these stupid Moto mods. Well, well yeah, we talked about this right yeah. because that was that was a big deal. It was we because I was looking at a new it's phone cool. Too. I mean, it's just, it's a cool concept, but it's just not quite. The front of the phone has a problem. Yes. In that it looks like it's from five years ago. It's not quite what you want it to Mm -hmm. be. It looks great, and functionality sounds great. Yeah. But it's just not quite what you want it to be. I got sold on the commercial. They had a cool commercial, and it was like, hey, check this out. You could throw a JBL sound boost on it, and then you could throw a projector. And then I saw some guy reviewing it, and he's like, yeah, Moto Mods are cool, except I got to carry around this CD wallet (laughs) of freaking Moto Mods. (laughs) with me anywhere I go and like the phone really out of the box spec wise is okay it doesn't really do things to your modem mods like it doesn't have wireless charging but there's a, a mod for it right? right to give you wireless charging so I the good thing was Verizon had this stupid long wait in, in the store and so it gave me more than enough time to have buyer's remorse before I even bought it <laughs> you got out of there as fast as you could yeah and so then we came home and I and, and I you can see it behind you my nerdness so I would put together this whole chart comparing every option Verizon gave me for trade in um, specifically Android based I already have an iPhone X for my job so I didn't oh, want that for my personal phone and not to cut you off but if you guys can see this yeah this is little, in, this is intricate it's a little ridiculous i'll probably put a picture of it in the show notes but mm, it is uh it, it i basically used columns uh rows and columns to compare it to the s8 plus and they were things that that mattered to me like battery life um the number of cores ram the screen resolution and resistance i didn't realize how many things still are not water resistant even the pixel 2 and pixel 2 xl are not waterproof um, they're splash proof. They're scratch proof. But they're not water. Not waterproof. And um, they're water resistant, which yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, it's just. Well, I think even 
the S8 Plus, the iPhone X, and um, the S9s and the Notes, they will still say they're not waterproof, but they're very high water resistant. But I thought the I thought the iPhone X was waterproof. I don't know. I feel like maybe it's a legality thing. Like as far as like if you say it's waterproof and then someone takes it ten thousand leagues under the sea and it breaks, yeah, it breaks they're right. like, you said this was waterproof. Well, I mean, oh, dive proof. That's that, a se- that that's dive- a separate thing. Yeah. Well, because Miss, uh, not to bring him up, but Mystic Seven, he threw his iPhone X into the fountain or wherever he was and pulled it right out and kept going. Or yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, you know, I guess. It- yeah, it's good. And like, I use my S8 Plus in the shower <laughs> um, for business purposes. Exactly. And um, it it works fine. But I will also tell you that out in the heat, sometimes it'll say it has too much moisture. Right? Or if we play Pogo in the rain, sometimes they'll say it's too much moisture to charge. The charging yeah. port had too much moisture. So it's not it's not exactly waterproof, but then like the Apple phone is dive or watch is dive proof. So it's like up to so many meters you can you dive. Can so you well. can swim with it, you know. It's interesting. So my main question, and I've been asking you this for a week now. Yeah. Your major gripes about Well, that's the, the thing. LG. So we didn't get to the point. So I never even considered LG would be an option. I right. figured maybe I'll go Pixel 2. Or maybe we just stay with Samsung, you know? Yeah. We've bought so many Samsung wireless chargers and things like that. Maybe I'll just stay with them. And I put the LG G7, it's a terrible sub name, Think, which most people call it Thin Q, but it's supposed to be Think. Um... I put it up there just because it was one of the options Verizon gave me to trade in. And halfway through the chart, especially when we got to the screen resolution, my wife said, is this going to be our new phone? So far, it's better on specs than any other phone on the list. And then we got to like... The, it has higher megapixels on the rear camera than any anything else. And then we got to the monthly price. And it was... What, what is this, $15 cheaper a month than what we were paying for the S8 Plus. It's only a month old. Um, there were a couple other phones that were cheaper. Uh, the Pixel 2, the Moto Z2 Play were cheaper per month, but those are lower quality phones anyways. The Pixel 2 is smaller. Yeah, right, because it's like, yeah. you know, you got S8, S8 Plus, Pixel right. 2, Pixel 2 XL, iPhone, iPhone X, right? And so... It was just a no-brainer. And then we watched some reviews, and people were like, it honestly feels like a mix between an iPhone and an Android, or between an iPhone and a Samsung. And if you already have been with Samsung, you can come to an LG. And our main gripe with the Samsung was the curved screen on the front. After having the S7 and the S8, we constantly dropped it. And so the LG has a curved back, but not a curved front. So yeah, so so far my only gripe I would say is it has a little less battery life, and that's it, man. I I freaking love it. Yeah, I mean I mean not too much great about 4K resolution. Yeah, okay. it's great, man. It is honestly I I would highly recommend it to anybody looking for an Android phone. Obviously. Google and iPhone are about to unveil new phones this summer, so there's still possibility someone else is going to beat them out spec-wise, but I'm kind of sold, and we'll see again in like three to six months how I feel about it, But and I did get a case. 
Oh. Already because I don't want to mess this up. You don't want to break this so. one. That was my that was my whim of the week was going deep on Android phone specs. Um, all right, cool. So now we'll move on to app of the week, and this is where we insert like. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so I'll I'll keep going here. So I um, downloaded this. I have trouble getting up in the morning, and I had read uh, some some Reddit some thread on Reddit that specifically recommended this app Hyper Alarm Clock. This thing is ridiculous, dude. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on so people can hear the annoyingness of this app. Oh of this. dear! It's just it's one of those alarm clocks that's meant to annoy you. So see, I don't have that issue. I have a I have a body clock problem. I think that's my problem during the week too. Is like or during the weekend because I it's like four o'clock hits and my body just wants to get up. Yeah. I don't. You get into a rhythm. Yes, I think that's yeah. Kinda. I'm very not rhythm ish. And not set schedule. I'm very spontaneous. So this is good. For, it's good for you yeah. and people like that. Well, it's just it's hard for me to get up. Like I just I hate sleep because it distracts me from the things I want to do. <laughs> exactly. But I love sleep. It's like a drug to me. And when I wake up, uh, this was six twelve. It didn't go off. Maybe I didn't set. Oh no. For uh, you know what? It's probably military time. Oh, nice. Sure enough, it is. Sure. <laughs> okay, so we'll see it in a minute. It'll go off. But when this thing goes off, dude, it gives you... It's kind of like diffusing a bomb. So the sound is annoying. And then it gives you, like, these eight digits that you have to put in in the same order. And if this. you get it wrong, it changes the digits. No, so you, have to, you actually have to focus. Yeah. Or if you don't get it done in a certain amount of time, or it changes the digits. And then you have to get two of them right before it turns off. It is ridiculous, but it like takes all the focus in the world. Now, I think the next step is I have to put it across the room because I'll still like get it done and then I'll just lay back down. Oh, so you just put it in and lay yeah. the phone. So, so again, so here's my question. What about uh, like significant other? Like does it wake tabs up or no? Is it- she said it didn't. Uh, it, it didn't go off again. Oh, because I didn't increase it. I'm an idiot. Okay. That's what we got to wait. Eventually, this will go off. Um, she said that it didn't wake her up, and I really thought that it would. Um, the the I guess it's a good thing and a bad thing is it does make me start to play with my phone. Also, so it's like yeah. 20 minutes, and then I actually will wake up, if that makes sense. Um, but I'm doing it. But be, I'm waking up because I'm playing with my phone. Which is the negative to that, yeah. Yeah, people say it's not the thing you should do first thing in the morning, but whatever. If it gets me out of bed, you know, super early and I can get things done. Could be done worse work. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's see what the sound sounds like. We should be pretty close here. Times are coming. Yeah, and I'll just edit all this out. Yeah, just cut it. Cut it all out. All the the time frames and stuff. No, well, it still didn't do it, dude. Oh, no. So I don't know. Oh, because I didn't hit save time, dude. <laughs> Never mind. This is just this is just stupid. Yeah. Eventually, it's going to do it. You heard it here first on our first podcast. Pure stupidity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, so go ahead and start talking about your uh, Okay, app. so my app of the week um, is Google Rewards. If you don't know what this is... Um, I'm pretty sure you can. It's it's mostly for Android people. Yeah. Um. And basically, what you do is, is you turn your location services on, 
um, when you go out to eat or you stop at a gas station or you go to a store or things like that, um, Google actually sends you surveys to ask you questions about um, the things you do. And some examples of that would be, um, uh, so like me and Christina went to a wedding earlier in the month um, and we went to a Holiday Inn and uh, I got a survey through Google for Holiday Inn um, about a week ago. Um, and the the thing is, is like it, it, so it's pretty cool and it pays you, you know, it pays you differently based upon what the survey is. So like, for example, that survey, it paid me a dollar. Um, and some of the surveys, they pay you 20 cents, they pay you 30 cents. It all depends on how many questions and how intricate it is. Like if you go to Best Buy, it asks you if you were here on this day and if you made a purchase and how. Um, now with that said, mm-hmm. it tries to trick you and see if you're just inputting information to get money out of them. Yeah. So it's funny because uh, I read it. Um, some people were talking about how they every time they get a survey, they would just answer randomly. Well, um, they clicked on something, and the app actually displayed a warning saying, we know this place doesn't exist. Don't really? Don't on your surveys. Yeah. So Here we go. Do you hear this? Oh, my God. So it gives you that code, so I got to, like... Thing hit stop. Mission complete. Okay, so because I didn't fail, I only had to do one. Nice. Right? And you heard it. You heard it here. Hyper alarm clock. Yeah, that thing is crazy, dude. Okay, so sorry to interrupt you. So keep going. Uh, I just wanted to prove that it did work as long as I remembered time. <laughs> it clearly works. It's like uh, Mission Impossible. It is, yeah. But, but yeah, so um, Google Rewards, it's, it's pretty cool. And I'm basically just doing it. Um, we're going to Chicago in a month. Yep. Um, I'm doing it just to try and some extra microtransaction currency to throw it. Pogo. Sorry to bring that up. I found that you can earn a dollar a day. You know, yeah. like the more, to, what I have found is the quicker you answer the survey, the more likely they are to give you another survey that day. Yes. So you can actually go, um, oh, I clicked on one thing. You can actually go and you can look at your reward history. Yeah. I, I, it really all depends on like what you do. So like I've earned $9 in the term, in the course of like three months. Yeah, yeah. But it all depends. Like some of the stuff you get 34 cents. Some days it's like super hyper active and then I could go a week without it asking me and you can't it doesn't seem like you can trigger it all that much I just try to be honest you know there's times where I've said like I haven't gone to any of these places and you may only get 12 cents but you're actually more likely to get a survey then if you lie, then they actually will take the stuff away from you. So, right. um, you know, and some of the people are complaining, you know, oh, I haven't done a survey in three weeks. Well, they actually have realized that if you're lying and faking the answers, that they're going to like, they're, yeah, they're going to stop yeah. sending you surveys. So it's a, it's a, the system it's, you know, it's AI based, I guess you could say, and it knows if you're lying or if you're telling the truth or yeah. clicking on something that doesn't exist. I would say just be honest and you know every time a survey pops up, you're probably going to get around 10 cents. Worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. So, screw it, you know? And when you go and do that, like, 99 cent, in a, you buy an app, and it's like, oh, you can remove the ads for 99 cents, and you're like, I'm not going to do that. But then you're like, oh, shit, I have a couple of dollars saved in Google Rewards. Why not? Yep, and that's, that's really all it is. Yeah. So... You know what's funny is I had it um, this past week. It asked me if I wanted to... It was mostly fast food places. It asked if I wanted to um, upload a picture of my receipt. 
and the first one I didn't have. And then I thought about the only thing that's sensitive information on the receipt is sometimes it'll show the last four digits of your credit card. So it's Google. They claim they're only using it to like find out like purchasing and from like like time stamping. Yeah. Well, for one, I'm sure it verifies that you actually were there. Well, that's true too. And it did give me seventy cents for that one. Oh. You know, and. I think for them it's more like they can supply Taco Bell like, hey, here are some statistics. Like people who use Google Rewards are fifty percent more likely to like upsize their drink. I don't know. So whatever they use it for. Yeah, I mean like the one the the, the, the biggest one I've got was a dollar. Yeah. Um and that was because we actually stayed in a hotel, they gave me this long ten question survey about the hotel. Right. So and I guess based off the location services it knew where I was yeah. because I was in there. So yeah. um, I was at that location. So it was kind of cool. you know. It's- now, this is kind of a tangent, but have you tried doing – are you signed up to be a Google Maps guide? I am. I'm level six. Oh, shit. I don't know what my level is. Yeah. I take pictures all the time, Yeah, pictures, especially sitting in a drive-thru. Question surveys? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think I'm level six. That's actually – It's cool because, like, when the new Taco Bell opened up down here, I took a picture of it. And it said, like, your picture's been viewed 14,000 times. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's yeah, kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Yeah, they um, they have a nice little – it's it's a nice little system that they have for that. Um, You can actually go to – I'm level three. Sorry. Level three. 99 points. Oh, how do you find that out? Um, You go to Maps. Yeah. It's all email-based. You I'm go, sure people love hearing yeah. us do this, but go, whatever. Go to Google Maps, and yeah. then uh, you can go – I think it's your contributions – yeah. And that shows your level. I think you're probably higher level. Level four, bro. Oh, you're higher level than me. See? Look at that. And look, it actually, it, it reminds you of what you've oh, done. Yeah. So, like, we went to Ben's for lunch. Yeah. Uh, last week. Ben's Chili Bowl in D.C. Getting five stars because it was <laughs> the best, uh, best hot dog I've had in a while. So, you know. All right, sweet. Yeah, I mean it's gamification, right? And then here's the thing: as I read on subreddit on some subreddit, someone said. How does Google update their stuff? And they said, actually, Google Guides is one of the best ways because they've made this gamification thing of kind of like what Foursquare was trying to do, but that shit phased out so quickly. And yeah, it didn't. And who cares if you're the mayor or something, right? Like, um, but this is like actionable stuff where like people are gonna say like that's not a picture of Taco Bell and downvote it, and then it just gets erased, you know. And um, so they've kind of like made this to where they don't even have to hire people now. They just have their users out there. Well, they don't. Yeah, and and there's so many people that use Android that it's easy Mm -hmm. for them because well, even Google Maps on on iOS is. Better than uh, Apple Maps. I know, yeah, <laughs> but anyway, so. All right, so talking, going from Google Rewards, which gives you in-app uh, money for in-app purchases, <laughs> is a perfect segue to game of the week. So, Ryan, what game are you playing this week? Well, we talked about this. <laughs> um, so I, I will uh, talk about Pokemon Duel. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's. It, it, it's essentially uh, it's based off of Pokemon, um, and it's two people play. Um, you have a a map, and one person has their 
home spot and the other player has their home spot. Um, monsters can only move so many spaces. Right. Um, there is uh, there is a, like a battling phase. It's essentially just spinning a spinner. Yeah, yeah. And if it lands on higher damage than the other, it takes them out. Um, the object is to cover up the opposing player's home base with one of your monsters. Um, mm-hmm. Without showing you, it's it's a little bit more difficult to explain than... The way I always say it is, it's kind of like Pokemon Chess. Yes, that's... Exactly. Yeah. That's the best way it's to It's like explain. you took a tabletop game, and you made it digital, and I mean, even the Pokemon, they just look like little tabletop pieces, it's like little they, chess pieces. That's all they are, so... Um, it's, it's a fun game. It's not a pay-to-play. I mean, obviously, if you put money into it, and you get the, you know, get the, the stones and get the higher-powered monsters with more moves it's a little bit easier but i mean i found i just have the basics yeah and the ones you get out of events and i do perfectly fine in pvp i would say that it's more you could you could win that game without paying any money you can absolutely yeah yeah absolutely you don't have to pay to win because all you get by spending money is is monsters with better attacks, but you could outsmart your opponent. Oh, yeah, you, and that's the thing. You don't even need that because at the end of the day, if you can strategically get it... Like, I have strategies. I'm not going to mm-hmm. give them away, but I have strategies. One of them is that I use the outsides of the board. Yeah. And you would think that, oh, you only have two directions. No, because you can clamp them down yep. using the outsides of the boards and using those small cut turns. Mm-hmm. So that's... That's kind of how I play, and there, you know, there's multiple ways to get monsters off the board. They are re- regenerative, but I think it, it's like if you knock one of their Pokemon off the board, you have to wait until they, they have to have, they go into like a holding bin. Yeah, it goes into a holding bin, and you have to have two come through before that one becomes eligible yep. to come back on the map. And it still has to wait a turn. Yeah, because you can have four on the map at one time. Oh, you can have as many as you want. Oh, you, you can want. have as many as you yeah. want, but there, you can only hold two in that little holding. Yeah. So. Well, and so there's two zones, uh, like, entry points where they can come out in the corner. Right. And my strategy is to cover those up. Right, so they As can't soon as through. I cover up my opponents, I've had some opponents where they get one out and they're, like, chasing after me. And I cover up their entry points and they're like, shit. That's it. All I have now is this one, and then I have someone cover up my home base, and then that's it. Usually take care. I usually take my strongest, like my strongest in defense, and cover my home base with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I look. I've had some t- some games end in two, three turns. Like yeah, and 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 I come in going, wow, they have much stronger pieces than me. But you know what? It doesn't. It doesn't even really change that. In my, it doesn't really change no. how you win or how you lose because it's it's more strategic in how you get across there that makes the difference on who wins. So. Yeah, for sure. Cool, dude. All right. Well, um, my game of the week. <laughs> Delta T. I, I definitely, I definitely would qualify this as a whim of the week because I don't know how long it's going to hold my attention. Um, it's called Delta T, and it's like a competitor to Ingress. Um, but to me, it is, it's. It did what you're supposed to do when you make a competitor, in that you learn from your competition's mistakes. Um, it. The game starts out and you pick four. There's four teams to choose from. Not two, like Ingress. Not three, like Pokemon Go. Four to choose from. And they're all based on... It's, again, it's some lore. There's people that get all into the lore of Ingress. I don't really care about it. Um, 
in Ingress, you have, like, an alien race that's coming down, and then you have the, like, enlightened, who are humans that side with the alien race, who think, hey, we could, like, evolve humans. Right. And then there's resistance who are like, no, humans are better. We gotta resist the aliens. Who cares? To me, they're green and blue. And <laughs> green and blue. That's all. <laughs> in Delta T, it's purple, yellow, green and blue. And I don't remember all of them, but I remember green. Like one is robotics, where like we uh, modify human beings with robotics. The other is modifying human genome to make like mutants. Another is like screw this planet, we're done. It's like the um. The, te- the what is his name? The Tesla guy? Elon Musk? Yeah, Elon Musk. Uh, Elon it's Musk. like, hey, let's go colonize Mars, right? Nice. And then the team I chose, mostly because the headquarters was in Tokyo. Yes. Was, or we could rebuild this planet cell by cell. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I like that. Like, let's not give up hope yet. And so I picked that. It's also the green team, which equates to what I am in Ingress. And um, so... so it starts you out with a base seed where you can plant a base wherever you want. Obviously, I plant it at my house because, oh, shoot, I can interact with this when I'm at home. Makes a lot of sense. And I'm not driving around. And then from there, your base has five levels, which I've already maxed it out to five levels. And then you can put, you get a ring for each one where you can put mods in, like shields, um, crossfires, which just attack people if they attack your base. And then uh, connectors, or which they call Vectors, which allow you to connect to cells, not portals, cells. And um, then you get a batch of cell seeds. And so you can go, like in Ingress, if you want to create a new portal, you got to like submit a picture. It's got to go through review, all this stuff. In this game, you can just plop a cell wherever you want, Simple call that. it whatever you want. I'm sure people have abused the system and called it like, I don't know if they like block you from using curse words and things like that, but. Um, they also auto-generate cells and mines based on Google businesses. So, for instance, oh. I saw online where someone... That's interesting. Like, I can go on Google Maps and mark my house so that people can find it through so GPS. Yeah. And, right. <laughs> and so, um, I could do that, but then this game would use that as a, a reason to place one of their buildings. And so some people have gotten freaked out about that. But um, so for instance, it like saw that the yoga place in Wildwood and it made that a mine, right? And so it is what it is. There's already pre-populated ones out there. You go take them down. Here's the thing. I've created 32 cells around our area and I'm the only person playing. And that's the only bad thing I've seen thus far about this game. It's great that you can go and create things, destroy things, connect things up, but it's not really fun if you're the only person yeah. playing. Well, you, you said there was, uh, we talked briefly about this, said so there was like, was it bots? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, they auto-create them, and you can tell that they auto-created them because they literally give them names like Hawk1. Oh, okay, so it's just just standardized names that they just give to... They also don't have... The bots don't put mods on them. So like I've yet I've yet to see anything. I I will say that in around DC I saw connected blue lines, which means that there is a base nearby, and I'd love to find someone's base and blow it up, and that would be fun for me. Like I want someone to come down here and start destroying my stuff, but no one is playing, 
and I can't even find people on my own team on the local chat unless I increase the radius to like a thousand kilometers. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you know not like it's fairly new, correct? Yeah, it's, it's only a couple months old. Yeah, and it's it's not you know hugely heard of at this point. Yeah. Um, but I, I haven't really messed with. I just seen the screenshots. It's very similar in look to ingress. Um, and it, you know, you showed me the bases and stuff, so it seems pretty cool. Yeah, maybe I'll have to mess with it at some point. Maybe for sure, be my whim of next week. There you go, man. I'll come, I'll change teams, I'll come knock your base off for you. There you go, thank you. Yeah, I thought about that. All right, so next up is our music of the week, and I'm not sure, I might have to edit this down later because I'm not sure how much we're legally allowed to put in our yeah. podcast, but. I figure we can put clips. Um, so I use YouTube Music because I have a YouTube Red subscription. It's the best investment. I'm, I have to recommend that. YouTube Red is amazing. Yeah. So if you have YouTube Red, you get YouTube Music automatically. And it's like their music service. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. So, um, so like I type in my music for this week is um, it's not even new because it came out last year, but it's a Gorillaz album called uh, Humans. So like I go to Gorillaz and I type albums, or I guess I have to find the artist first, and then go to Gorillaz, and then it has like playlists for their album, and most of this is like generated by the artists or by fans right and so you can watch the music videos like as if it was a youtube video or you can turn it to audio only Hmm. right so i'm just going to play a clip of my favorite song from this album because for me this album is very non-traditional gorillas it has some of the normal kind of alt rock and kind of like toned down sounds of gorillas but it has a lot of rap in it and it almost every art every song is featuring someone and so this one is featuring de la soul and it is by far my favorite gorilla song of all time so i'll play like the first 30 seconds because i think that's how much we're legally allowed to play turns out i was wrong and we're not legally allowed to play any span of time on something that has rights associated with it so that's all I'm allowed to play, I think. Um, so we'll find out. If, if not, I'll layer more on <laughs> after. But this album, to me, is just absolute perfection. And uh, I would say most of the recent albums of Gorillaz I haven't really liked. Like, maybe one or two songs. But this, I can listen to the entire album, and there's like 20 tracks on here. Which is, uh, yeah, 20 tracks. Which is insane. And what's the album name? It's called Humans. Humans. With a Z. Because Humans. I, the last time I heard Gorillaz was mm-hmm. like middle school. Yeah. Um, I can't. I got sunshine in a bag. Yeah. That, that's the last. That's her old song tough. I remember. Well, you might have known the song on Demon Days that was like um, "Feel Good." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. That that was the last album of theirs that I liked, and I could listen to that whole album. But then they had one called like "Plastic Beach" something, and I didn't really like it. So didn't hear that one. Anyways, uh, that's my music recommendation of the week. It's interesting. I have to look that up. All right. So so mine is the uh, the new Maroon Five. I'm gonna pull it up while you're talking. About so. To start, I was never a huge Maroon 5 fan, um, but I'm into this music, and I, I don't even really know how to explain it because it's not like, uh, it's not like, 
like it, it, it's just like I like the beats that go with these songs more than anything. It's upbeat. It's quick. It's different. So you can um, only pick one song from the album to listen to. I can only pick one song for the first thirty seconds. Uh, yeah. Okay, I, I'd probably go with Wait. I think I, personally, Wait is my favorite one off of their album. That it's the one that I like the beat off of the most. So wrong yet again. Nice, dude. So it's that that change. I like that. You know, it starts off slow and then kind of like goes into this real beat, this real nice beat. And that's I've been stuck on this album. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they changed completely changed the way they did music. They used to be real like alternative kind of. I don't hate that word, but yeah, kind of how they were. And now they're into this new type of music. I don't even really. It's kind of laid back. Yeah, I feel like I like when artists progress you know and try new things and i know that a lot of they lose fans when they do it because people are like oh you should play it's i think there's a jay-z lyric of like if you like my old shit then buy my old album (laughs) right (laughs) and it's like it's total i have this with bon jovi with lincoln park i like all of lincoln park's I want to say new, but it's from Minutes to Midnight, which is like 2006 or 2007. But it's not... Their first couple were all like rap rock, which were not bad. But then when they got out on their own and did their own music, right, where they were allowed to cuss... They changed. Yeah. But it wasn't necessarily bad. No, and it it was definitely different. but, But then you have people who are like... Every Linkin Park song sounds the same. And I'm like, yeah, but if you like that, then what's wrong with that? Right. <laughs> like, it's just more of the same. I also don't like when people say, like, oh, this is just, like, Linkin Park meets, I don't know, My Chemical Romance. Like, they say that, like, it's a bad thing. And it's like, well, if you like both of those, then who cares? Yeah, that works out yeah. for you. But, you know, I was never a huge Maroon 5 fan. But, you know, they've taken this step in the way they do music with this album. And I think it's a whole different side of... If the lyrics are still kind of the same, yeah, you know, yeah. with the storytelling and stuff like that, but I, I like the, the way they've approached the the music aspect of it. So, you know, just that's my my musical whim. Awesome, dude. Of the week. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, I'm going to check that out because I'm always trying to find new music. I feel like I've gotten to that point in my life where I'm old and I'm like, none of the new music sounds good. Mumble rap sucks. <laughs> I could go on a whole tangent about mumble rap. Let's save that for the next. There you go. The next week. All right, so roll into our next uh, section, which is our subreddit of the week. So, okay. Ryan, you're up first. Okay, uh, so subreddit. Um, mine I, that I got really deep into was Today I Learned. And, like, usually this shit only happens to me on YouTube. I get on YouTube and I just start, like, it's 9 o'clock and I start watching videos and start scrolling. Next thing I know, it's 1230. This happened to me literally, like, I was just sitting there reading today I learned and I just got lost in this. So here here are uh, a couple of my favorites. I'll give you a couple of the favorites that I got off of this. Um, So this one is today I learned that Japan's largest Yakuza group, and I'm gonna butcher this, but the Yamaguchi Gumi holds an annual Halloween party for neighborhood children in Kobe. Not only were the decorations great and the gift bags full of tasty stuff, there were two big lines for cotton candy and the gangsters were super nice. That just—I—I I don't know yeah. why, but that. No, that is actually known about the yakuza in Japan. Is that actually mo- um, 
it, they came to a point I watched this YouTube video once that was like the history of Yakuza they came to a point with the government where the government's like look we need to just stop fighting so we accept that you exist and in order for you to exist you have to do good things for the community well and that's like so for the research I went and started like looking it up and apparently you're right they, they actually do a lot of stuff for the community like, they're, yeah. like they go out and um, like clean up trash and stuff like that it's kind of interesting to see that they do that kind of stuff because like you think about gangsters yeah yeah you know it's the, the, the atypical stuff that they do um, the other one I have another one that um, that that, that really blew me away. I thought this was really cool. Um, so today I learned Ferrari only produced 400 of their iconic 2005 Ferrari Enzo. The first 399 were sold in the public market, with the final 400 being gifted to Pope John Paul II, which was then auctioned off for charity for $6 million to help the victims of the 2005 tsunami in Southeast Asia. Wow. And I thought that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that you know, Ferrari basically took, and you and I don't know how many of you know about the things like that with uh, with rare supercars, but the ones that are worth the most money are the first one ever produced and the last one ever produced. So the mm. fact that I think the Ferrari and uh, the Enzo was what like five hundred thousand dollars. I think brand new. I'm probably wrong, but I think that that's a close number. Um, we'll find out if you're wrong. Yeah, we, we yeah. Actually, you know what? Let's. We can look that up while I talk about it. Anyway, the uh, the fact that it sold for $6 million and that all of that money was sent to uh, Southeast Asia for tsunami relief, that was awesome. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. So, um, I feel like most of the topics that are in there are either things that were never reported on or were just buried because they weren't sensational. Uh, well, they're not. You know what yeah, I mean? They're, they're, not, they're not the things that they want us to hear. Yeah, so yeah. They're not blood know, and guts. And they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, they, you know, they, they cover them up. And, um, you know, it's just... I just saw one on there that I already knew about, right? But forget, I forgot about. Today I learned that Red Bull was sued for false advertising. After 10 years of drinking Red Bull, a consumer found that he neither grew wings nor had any enhanced athletic or intellectual. <laughs> and so you probably noticed that in recent commercials they took out the, it gives you wings. Yep, just Red Bull. Because of that lawsuit. I mean, come on, are, are we like... Are we kidding here? No. I mean, my theory is whenever you see a stupid rule, like in a hospital, you'll see some stupid rule, and you're like, that's because someone did something stupid, and they got yep. sued. Yep. And you that's, know? And that's why that that's there. Yeah, yeah. You know, in New Zealand, it's a, it's actually against their culture to, to sue. And if someone does sue, I think it's only medical malpractice or someone getting injured, um, the government covers the costs. Huh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's pretty Yeah, yeah. But it's to reduce the number of lawsuits and to make them a non-litigious society. Cool. You got any other examples? Yes, I have one more. So those were my two favorites, but this one I found uh, extremely interesting. Uh, my favorite YouTuber, Trantos, was in Morocco recently, and this one... You know, brought to my head pretty quickly. Um, today I learned that when Sultan Mohammed V of Morocco was commanded to round up all of Moroccan Jews for relocation to Nazi concentration camps, he said there are no Jews in Morocco. There are only Moroccan subjects. Not a single Moroccan Jew was deported or killed during World War II. He basically, and I don't know how, if, if you don't know where Morocco is, it's in the, the like the basically the northern part of Africa, and it's actually, um, it's a melting pot, but it's majority, uh, uh, an Arab country, from what I understand. Um, 
Well, in recent years, you see that there's not very good relationships between um, Jewish people and people of Muslim culture. Uh, but here, you're kidding me. Yeah, well, <laughs> here you you here you see someone who is Muslim stand up for the Jews in this country, mm-hmm. which I thought was awesome in a time where uh, Jewish people did not have a, a, a very good four or five years there so uh, I thought that was pretty cool it was very interesting he's kind of like the Schindler's List of Morocco exactly (laughs) Um, you know something and again we should also call this whim of the week filled with tangents uh, because you're just going to remind me of things to tangent on Um, I think I learned this it was either in Model United Nations which I was a nerd about in high school (laughs) or from a Tom Clancy novel I can't remember Mm. but it was that there's only one Muslim country, or where Muslim is like the primary religion, um, that has a peace treaty with Israel. Saudi Only Arabia? one. Nope. No? Mm-mm. Turkey? Nope. Wow. I don't know. Egypt. Egypt is the only country, and it was it was you know, no, it was because it was the beginning of the book of some of all fears. Do you remember that movie with like Ben Affleck and I do. Yeah, it's one of the Jack Ryan movies, um, and uh, this guy. So the book starts out where this guy gets on a fighter jet loaded with a nuclear missile, and um, he's going to either to Egypt or to like some some battle right between Israel and Egypt. And um, they call a truce and they call a peace treaty and his but his plane was shot down and he didn't know. See, they wouldn't know that their their missiles uh, were nuclear or not. They wouldn't know only the people loading or the, oh. the they would basically say like load this missile and this missile. So, you don't. it was kind of like when they did the bombing over um, Hiroshima or Hiroshima, they didn't know which pilot had the atomic bomb. Well, yeah, there's multiple. They don't want yeah, them to know because, planes, right? yeah. well, because it's a thing, like a psychological thing. Oh, it's conscious. the same thing. It's the same thing when you have a firing squad. You have, they only say one. only one has one bullet, but right. that person doesn't know they're the one with right. the bullet. Right, it's a conscious thing. I mean, yeah. if you knew you had the bullet, obviously you probably wouldn't pull the trigger. Right, it might, yeah, and you, so you're just easier telling yourself, well, it wasn't me. Right. And so it was anyways, I don't know how true this story was. It could have just been part of the book, but it was a thing where like um, I think it was just part of the book, how they were setting up the story of like this missile was lost. And then someone found it like a decade or two later. They found this nuclear missile. And that's how like I think some of all fears was about someone sneaking a dirty bomb. Yeah, I think that's that's what it was. Yeah. All right. So anyways, that was my weird tangent. Um, So my subreddit, I actually changed changed it on the fly changed because the fly. well because I'll save it but it it falls more in line with your topic so I wanted to go completely different oh really whenever I am sitting at work and I don't re- I just kind of want to numb my brain out but still like laugh is I love this subreddit called shower thoughts if you ever seen the it's meme with like the vol- velociraptor this is what I think of. And so it's um, it's just silly things. Most of the time, they're 100% true, right? But it's just a weird way of looking at things, right? And so here's a good one. Battle Royale games are currently in a battle royale of their own. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me That's see. That's a good one. Um, in elementary school, we were taught about the different types of clouds as if that information was information adults used every day. <laughs> 
but yet we have completely forgot them. That's what to say. I know. I remember Nimbus. Oh no, I'm gonna sound dumb. Yeah, it was like cumulus. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell you now. I just say, hey, look, that looks like a storm. Let's go inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, starting this year, all 90s kids are 90s adults. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, the 99s. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, My- Michael Myers always walks because he doesn't want to risk hurting himself by running with a knife. You know what? That's an interesting thought. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of that, I don't know if we can do this, but there is a new Michael Myers movie coming out. Really? Didn't hear about that. No. Okay. I'm actually kind of pumped about that. We should probably add that as a section of like, oh, we could just do it right now. So let's just roll into that new section, which is like upcoming movie of the week. So, yeah. So there's a new Michael Myers coming out this October. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, I'm not going to, you know, you can go watch the trailer for yourself. Uh, It's out there. Uh, But what it basically it's how uh, Michael Myers is in uh, like a psychiatric ward they go looking for him um, and then he somehow breaks out and completely wreaks havoc on the town and I, I after blanking on her name right now uh, is it Julia like is she coming back uh, uh, yeah uh, but she's like she's got like this decked out house and it's like she's got all these like safety doors and she, all these guns and she's like ready for him to get out she says She's like, I've been, I've been waiting for this day. Like one of the comments she makes, I've been waiting for this. Oh, I'm blank on her name right now, um, but she, she's like, I've been waiting for this day, and oh, it looks super good. I am super. Who is it? It's not. Is it another continuation of Rob Zombie directing it? I don't, I don't think so. No, mm. I don't think so. Because I did um, like his Halloween movies. I thought they were really well done. Um, let's see. I, I, I have to figure out her name now because I don't. Is it the lady from the original? Yes, it is. She's she's much older now. Um, her name's Jamie Lee Curtis. There you go. That's it. So basically, um, so she's been like waiting for this day for him to get out, and he just goes on a complete murder spree. And sh- and just from based on what I've seen from the the preview, so it looks really good. I'm super excited. It's not gonna be a happy ending. Nah, probably not. For <laughs> maybe. Me, for yeah, me. maybe. But. Yes, so that's... uh, That's your movie? That's my movie. So we're going to add that, yeah. I'm pumped for that. So, like, upcoming movie that you're pumped about. Um, So mine is... I just saw the trailer the other day, and it stars Ryan Gosling, which I have yet to watch a movie that he's in that's bad. Every movie he's in, I th- I feel like is great. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Yeah, so he's he's playing Neil Armstrong in a movie called First Man, which is like this dramatization of like being the first man to walk on the moon, and just like him going through um, astronaut training, like him trying to break it to his wife and his kids that he's going to go do this, and just about how at this point everything had gone wrong with every single mission, right to outer space. And and, uh, you know, every Apollo mission that had gone wrong up to that point, um, it looked it looks really, really good and really well done. Good so, to see that because that's a really good piece of history. So yeah. I, I like those movies, too. I like those historical, you know, those kind of remembrances of what occurred. So that's yeah. And, and technology wise, it's just going to be amazing. Absolutely. So 
All right, cool. So our last section is uh, YouTube video of the week, and then we have to talk about our normal, our normal everyday <laughs> topic, stuff. everyday topic. <laughs> so um, this week, I mean, I feel like mine is always going to be this, um, but the video that I've watched now twice this week is um, first we feast does a series called uh, Hot Ones, which Love we uh, yeah <laughs> we could go on a whole tangent about our obsession with spice uh, hot sauces and. Uh, I guess what sticks out this week is they have like the ultimate daredevil, Johnny Knoxville, yep. on the show. And, the um,. Myth. I mean, he already knew, like, he, he knew information about peppers and about the hot sauces, so he's he's literally, his his claim to fame, how he first got started with the Jackass guys, was spraying himself with um, pepper spray right. and shooting himself with a gun, <laughs> which if you haven't seen the documentary about Big Brother, you totally oh, should watch it. It's okay. on Hulu or Netflix, and it is about um, the magazine, the skateboard magazine, Big Brother, which is where all the Jackass guys came from Wow! before there was a Jackass. Bam Margera, Steve-O, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville wanted to be on in that magazine so bad that he said, I'm going to do a piece about um, self-defense equipment on myself. And he tased himself, and he pepper sprayed himself, and then they went to this like remote area where he shot himself with a handgun with a, um, a vest on. point blank range with a vest on. And they and just like, they show the behind the scenes footage of them all like dude, if you kill your, he was a no name. Now like, if you kill yourself we're leaving you. Like we're yeah, just yeah, gonna yeah, leave. Yeah, we're gonna leave you out here. But wow. uh, so it was like seeing him now, and then like on Hot Ones, he was a great guest, and they did something new that they've never done before with a quadruple last dab. Quad, I know. We now, gotta, we gotta do now that. that they have four we last dab sauces, and I already have four because I have two versions of the regular last dab. I have the original batch that's green and the second batch that's orange. So we can do we can step them up once we get last dab redux, which they promised Ooh. us is in the July box, um, and so we can do a five. What is that called? A uh, quintuple? Quintuple. <laughs> sure. sure. I was about to say like pentuple, yeah, like look, pentagon. Oh, um, I, I don't know. Yeah. Five tuple, whatever. Um, yeah, quintuple um, last app, which is going to uh, be the worst decision of my life. But hey, you know, we'll do it. We did. We've done worse. The bomb and yeah. 357. I mean, that's like death to you. That's the only sauce they kept. The bomb? This year. The bomb? Was the bomb. Now, yeah. I don't understand why because it. Because it, the reaction that it gives I know, people. but it tastes horrible. It and that's even... the thing is it'll never die. And he said that, that you could take it from his cold dead hands because it, it literally elicits the best reaction. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so your YouTube video of the week? Uh, my YouTube video of the week, I've already mentioned it once, uh, Trainer Tips. And this will kind of tie into our next section so we can, you know, we can move quicker. Uh, Nick put a video out about the new event that's happening in Pogo for the next two weeks. Um, so I'll just jump right into that because it's basically the same thing. Um, so uh, Water Festival returns to Pokemon Go uh, from now until June 21st. Um, you know, basically it's all uh, event spawns of water type. Um, you know, they have increased the spawns for those everywhere. Um, they've also added some 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 extra bonuses, such as uh, shiny shelter and uh, current shinies that we that are in the game, not that we have, but shiny love disc and uh, shiny magic and shiny Wilmer. <clears throat> 
And uh, also, they threw one of the legendaries back in, and it's Shiny Variant Kyogre, which we will probably slobber over and never get. I don't know how I feel about this, because to me, it feels like I watched a YouTube video that was kind of predicting, or actually, no, it was a, re- it was a thread on subreddit yeah. that was kind of predicting the next, like, level five eggs. And they mentioned, like, if they show, if they throw us a shiny legendary, it'll be a desperation plea. As in, they don't really have anything else lined up. The, what is it, Regis, whatever, that could have been the next ones. But they're, it means they're not ready for Gen 4, is what it tells me. Well, can I give you my theory? Yeah. Because I, I have this theory, and I haven't brought it up, I was saving it for this moment. My theory is that they have something planned for July. Okay. They're trying to fill spaces with these shiny legendaries so that they can unveil what they have planned. They literally only have, if you think about it, what is it, like six more weeks to get, or four, four or five more weeks, right? Five more weeks at the most. And this is going to tie. Until go fast, yeah. Yeah, so this is going to tie two of those weeks. Then they only have to get through two more weeks on community day, and then they are to go fast. So I don't think, I, I think Gen 4 was never... I think Jennifer was planned for the fall anyway. So you think they'll do... Well, that makes sense. That they'll only do one Gen a year now. Yes. you got to space it out. I mean, we're going to get Gen 8 next year on the Switch in they 2019. Have they have to slow down. So otherwise, they're going to outpace the regular games. And that's fine. I mean, eventually, they'll get to the point where they're even, and that's fine. And it would probably exceed anybody's wild dreams for Pokemon Go to last 10 years. Well, yeah, because, of, well, you know... That still would be Hanky, insane. Hanky was the one that said he wanted it to last that long. Yeah. But, you know, for the... you got to remember, when this whole thing started, there was, what, 60 million people or something, or was it more than that? that I've heard, playing? yeah, 80 million 80 plus, million, yeah. And, and now you're down to 10 million active users every day. That's still, for a free game... Is a lot. It's still... I, I feel like they have earned enough money to pay for the overhead for this game for probably a hundred years. Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. So that's why they stay at this on. point, any money they make is just icing on the cake. They right. still are only a company of less than a hundred employees. And they still put put out stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So you have all that going on in Pokemon Go. Um, R.I.P. to the last event that gave us times ten uh, experience. Yeah. From Pokestops we haven't spawned. And to be honest, that event was how you do an event, and then they followed it up with a. In my opinion, lackluster event. It is very lackluster. Because they came out with Adventure Week. They said, look, you've got all these, um, I would say 50%, if not more, of quests that you got were Adventure Week quests. Or, I'm sorry, research. And they were amazing. Why not do a water? Why not do water, colon? They do have new quests that that are but they they're not signified there are right. still things like catch catch two water pokemon yeah. but it doesn't that say that was already in the system it doesn't say water festival right exactly so not to brag not to brag but i did pull that because you got your shiny aerodactyl yeah all, 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 it only took me uh 63 encounters to get it <laughs> so i put the work in we put the work in i oh did a goodness. ton i did a ton of it and you know it, it is what it is it's 
whatever. And, and my daughter, I play on my daughter's account a lot because she doesn't, she's not as passionate about it anymore. She, it comes in waves for her. But she looked in her account and she goes, why do I have all these Aerodactyls? <laughs> and I said, because I was trying my hardest to get you a shiny and uh, it's just no dice. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, I would guess if Kyogre, shiny Kyogre goes away June, June 21st, then that's two weeks of probably shiny Grodon. And then they'll do two weeks of shiny, um, which I'm not, I'm trying to calculate in my head, would literally coincide with GoFest of doing shiny Rayquaza, which I think is fine because that would be the one, that would be the shiny I would be most hyped about. I have well, yet yeah. to do one Kyogre raid during this event. That's how not hyped I am about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to have it. I think I, I've probably done seven or eight Kyogre raids. I'd like to have it just to have it. It's a good Pokemon to have. Yeah, because he's meta relevant. Yeah. You know, I did seven, was it 70? I did 70. I'd rather have a hundred percent than a shiny. Than a shiny, right? Yeah. But I, and I need more of them because I don't have enough that are yeah. any quality. So, but like with Shelter, I don't care if I have a hundred percent. No, I'd I rather just want have a shiny. shiny. I just yeah, want shiny exactly. It's worthless anyway. It's not meta relevant. Um, I would love for Cloyster to be meta relevant. He used to be, and we can also talk about Community Day. Yeah. Um, Community Day is coming up. Uh, shiny Larvitar. Yeah. Um, the move has been all but confirmed as a uh, new quick move for. Uh, Larvitar, and that's going to be SmackDown. Or and that would around. be new because every Community Day exclusive move has been a charge move. Yes. Not a quick move. And this will make Tyranitar the absolute best meta-relevant uh, rock-type attacker. Wow. Um, he will hands down be the fastest, and he will produce the most DPS. And this sucks for me because I have 12 uh, Tyranitars. Same. Because of raiding, yeah. when raids first came out, everybody was hyped about level 4 Tyranitar raids. And now those will be useless. And here's the thing. Just let us waste our TMs during Community Day getting those moves. I get it that it's supposed to be an exclusive thing. But when you come out with these... Um, Pokemon that we already have a crap ton of, and you basically make them irrelevant. Kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, it does. I'm in the same boat with. I, Which Charizard? It didn't matter because he nobody used him. But then when you give him Blast Burn, right? That was yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's meta relevant. You're like, cool. I can. I feel fine deleting my old Charizards now because now I have the ones that have this move. What's funny you say that because my game never. When I, you know, it did like auto produces your party for you when you go into raids. Never would bring up. Uh, Venusaur. Yeah. Now it's the first thing. That's like the first three brought up because I have three ninety percent that are have frenzy plant. Yeah. And they're the first three brought up if it's any type of rock or ground type. So it's interesting, but we'll see how the whole Larvitar thing plans out. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh. Let's see. July Community Day is the weekend before GoFest because it yeah, obviously it can't be on the same day. Yeah. So I think it's the sixth. Had to double check that. And. It's, they haven't announced who it is, but we're pretty sure it's going to be Squirtle. Yes, yeah, Just Squirtle. following patterns. Um, and, 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 if, and if anything about how they do events, patterns, anything out, um, they had an event about three weeks before the Charmander event where Larvitar spawned ridiculously. And they're doing the same thing now with the water event. You're focused on all these shinies, but the Squirtles are spawning in masses. And I think that they're trying to give people the opportunity to obtain candy so that they can have those mass evolutions on Community Day. Yeah. So um, They also make the Community Day Pokemon a ton easier to catch. Because yes. with both, with Pikachu, um, 
uh, Bulbasaur and Charmander, if you see those in the wild, they're normally orange or red rings. Like, they are difficult to catch without a berry and a higher level ball. And But during community day, you never have to switch off. No, nope, Pokeball. Yeah. And sometimes a berry depends on CP. Yeah. And so, that's good. It means that you can basically go plus the whole community day if you really wanted to, if you didn't care about Shiny. You really could. Um, well, there's a portion of the Silk Road research where people have taken two accounts and mm-hmm. they've Go plus or gotcha on one account, and they've called on another account, and the catch rate is almost identical. I will tell you in my limited personal research. Yes. Because I will, I will run two accounts during Community Day. My baby account on Gocha auto catching. I have yet to catch a shiny during Community Day with Gocha. Interesting. I've yet, and I've done three Community Days with it. Well, I think that although the the Mon catch rate is different, I think the Shiny catch rate is still decreased because yeah. Shinies are still more difficult to catch than their normal variant. Yeah, unless it's a raid, right? Well, and they make yeah, it instant catch because yeah. otherwise you would kill Only yourself. for legendaries. Yeah. Only for legendaries. Oh, that's true. So it, it, that is interesting, but I will tell you, before Community Days existed, I had a ton of dittos and um, two shinies that I got from Go Plusing. Wow. My first two shinies I got without knowing I had them. Oh, which which ones? Uh, Magikarp, Magikarp and Magikarp. Oh, Magikarp. <laughs> two Magikarps, Magikarp. yeah. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, the, my first shiny Pikachu was because of Community Day, and yep. that was only six months after shiny Pikachu came out. I got one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got that's one. enough of that. <laughs> All right, so obviously we're going to nerd out at the end of every episode about Pokemon Go, which is good because you can listen to all the non-Pokemon Go stuff first and then turn it off, <laughs> right? Um, but we have to limit how much we talk about because we could do hours. Um, so that's it. Uh, you know, we're going to hopefully learn from this experience on how we can better structure uh, future episodes. Um, Hopefully people find this interesting enough that they find out new things for them to try. If you have information, things that you think that we would like to try, we have an email set up specifically for that. It's just spelt out, all lowercase, whimoftheweek at gmail.com. That's W-H-I-M of the week. I feel like I don't have to spell that. Yeah. Week, <laughs> week with two E's, not like we are weak, um, <laughs> which we are, Nerds. at gmail.com. So that's it. Thanks. Any parting words? Adios. <laughs> all right. See ya.